Yeah. Um, it actually makes me think too of, I'd like to think that when there's a TV show, like now that Netflix is everywhere, this is how we determine what makes it to TV. It's exactly what, what I, I was mean? thinking. Like who watched the show that I was watching last night? That was a complete bust. I won't name the show, but, and that passed really. Did right. they have, did they do this influence test on that one? Does everyone get field tested in that way now? I, Makes you makes you really think. And they, what does that say about me that I actually chose to watch that? Right, I was exactly. Yeah. To watch that. <laughs> At what point are you watching a show and you're like, God, this show is awful? But you. But I'm still watching it. To every part of its awful. You click next, and so does everyone else. Yeah. You keep doing it. Yeah. I guess I got nothing else going on. Might as well burn another thirty to forty-five minutes of my life through this TV show. Right. I, what a time to be alive, as they say. <laughs> um, but anywho, I, I think the really cool part of that study, like I mentioned, is. Being able to take something that is this higher being, this higher passive power, and actually translate it to your body's doing something, right? Which ultimately means we are doing something. And I think that's a cool way to think about influence as well. And Nancy kind of bridges the gap to some of the things that you're going to talk about. But before we get there, I want to go back to that like smart paradox a little bit. Um, because thinking about EQ and IQ, I don't know. It, to me, it kind of speaks well to influence. I don't know that a ton of people can, like, I, let me put both of you on the spot, actually. Thanks. Yeah, that's what I'm here for as well. EQ, like, what is emotional intelligence? Any thoughts or, like, what comes to mind when you think of emotional intelligence? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Nancy, if you need you're, me to you're get looking the ball at rolling. me, so I guess I'll go. Well, I mean, as a mom of two almost grown children or grown adults, um, I still think of them as children, but to me, it's like emotional intelligence is something you just have to learn over time and you have to learn how to read people and, and, and it's not just tapping into the, okay, I'm totally failing at this. I was going it somewhere like with it. Would it street smarts, like emotional intelligence in some way, shape and form? I mean, I feel like that's kind of what you're saying, being able to read a situation and read a person right. and and Body and read everything and... that's going on in that moment in time it's right. not just the person it's not the situation it's 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 actually just living in that moment yeah. and listening to that person so that you can read them and not it's not like a you do this or you do that it's a, okay i'm reading this situation this person is telling me this but what i'm really hearing is this and yeah. you just kind of you have to listen and have a conversation to get to that point i think you both are nailing it and that's kind of how i think about it you actually nancy sparked an idea in my mind of it's almost the difference between listening and understanding like that age-old adage that we mm -hmm. always hear so iq is the idea of just purely listening eq is the idea of understanding so it's taking you know just the logic and facts from iq but being able to look at it a little bit deeper. Okay, you said that so much better than I did. But that, that's because that's I really put good. you on the spot and made you stumble through it. So thank you for making me look smart. I know what I'm doing over here. <laughs> There's a method to my madness. This is all mapped out. He's planned. This. But my question for you is like, okay, so we get, we get a good understanding of emotional intelligence mm -hmm. now, but how do you build that? How do you build that competency and that skill and that ability? Not It doesn't come naturally to everybody. No. Yeah, no. definitely. So it'd be good to kind of delve into that a little bit more. I was going to say, I'd love for you to uncover that for me. Well, I mean, th there was He's recently married. He needs you to tell him, <laughs> yeah. answer well, these things. I'm, all the help I can get. Exactly. I don't know that I'm a, a, an expert at, at marriage, but <laughs> 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 I can speak to other things. Um, but there's like this really interesting presentation I read about that, that talks about um, emotional intelligence and it focused on mindfulness. You know, it's kind of a big 
buzzword right now, but it defined um, the idea as, as, stay with me because I'm going to read this definition, but it really rings true to me. The awareness that emerges through paying attention on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally to the unfolding of experience moment by moment. And to me, that's, that's just, it says, it speaks so much. Um, just being mindful to where you are and who you're with and, and being aware um, and paying attention on purpose, like really making a point uh, to, to be where you are and with who you, you're with and, and not be um, kind of influenced by what's not going on right there. And then you can really tune in and, and react in a way that's um, where they are as opposed to where you are. It's a yeah. really hard thing to do. I feel like I, I find is. myself all the time being somewhere, but not being fully there. And that's yeah. a, it's a hard thing to do. It's called life. Yes. <laughs> that's a good way of putting mm -hmm. it. Now, yeah. self-awareness there is one that like comes to mind for me as well. Like you mentioned, is just, am I present? Am I not? Like, what is my reality at the moment? How am I perceiving things and feeling things? How are other people seeing and perceiving that? And then, yeah, exactly. Like the idea of using that to think about how you build influence. I and think. having compassion for the person exactly. that you're with. EQ, if you will, emotional mm -hmm. intelligence, all that fun stuff. No, that makes total sense. And this this kind of, this conversation kind of leads us back to another phrase that I think is a really a big buzz phrase, but it it's so much what we um where we live in our work, and that's influencing without authority. So um, I I mean we really have no actual authority about our clients or our partners or even the people that we work with every day, uh, but we so we've got to use our emotional intelligence to kind of build those positive relationships with these folks so that we can have influence on them. I mean it has to start there. You have to have these relationships built. Yeah, I agree. And actually, until you said it, I, I never considered that out loud, which is interesting. I'm glad you did say it because it's so true. I mean, we the, the role that we serve, we sit in a place where we're not the de ultimate decision makers. We can guide, right. but people are paying us, you know, and right. really looking to us to help guide them. So how do we do that without authority? That's interesting. Interesting thought. Yeah, and, and and to that point also, like you talked about this a little bit a little while ago about authenticity. You can't build a relationship with anyone if you're not authentic to who you are. So you're you're actively listening to them, you're getting to know them, and and so that you can understand where they're coming from and find some common ground. Because you know you could be in the room with anybody and find some kind of common ground. Um, and it just takes a little work sometimes. I feel like people also know when you're blowing smoke up. They know. They know if it's BS. They know yeah. if you're being authentic or if it's just, or if you're just talking, exactly. You just saying the right words just to be saying the right words. I mean, and it's, it takes an effort to find a commonality that you can be authentic and that you can actually, you know, build those bonds and that trust there with people. And I think the beauty of that is once you build that kind of trust with someone, they know you're just being authentic and you have their best interests in mind. You know, we all run into roadblocks along the way every day in our work. And if you have that kind of relationship built, you can make a mistake and you can own up to it and you can have that, you know, that ease of conversation where it's like, okay, let's move forward. Let's come up with a solution and then let's keep going and on both sides, you know, whether it's coming from us or the person that we're working with. Yeah, that's interesting too, because the one area that I think being not even just us as people. I mean, we're all driven people that work at Versado and, and on the client side perspective. So any industry you serve, anybody that's delivering a service, a product, a solution, a thought for someone else, the idea of having the humility to admit that you're wrong um, and that you want to also be a part of that solution is, is another great way of thinking about authority and building 
not authority, excuse and me. And authenticity, exactly. right? Exactly. Authenticity, building influence, and how can you do that? And how can you get to a point where you can do that comfortably? And it's not this weird, like, oh, no, I made a mistake. They're going to yell at me kind of thing. It's like, nope, I made a mistake. But here we are to provide, again, more influence on changing course and direction and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, Nancy, thoughts on being effective in that type of thing? Like, how, how would you suggest, or maybe it's even helpful for you to relate it to yourself, but, like, how can we go about building that influence with our teams? Like, what, have, what are some of the skills that you've used? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this a bit, but like one thing that I've just learned is to talk less and listen more um, and to talk more slowly and, and allow, you know, more pauses for the other person to contribute to the conversation. I learned over time that sometimes I'm, I'm a New Jersey girl and I can talk really, really fast. My kids tell me that all the time. I don't slow down for them, but for others, I've tried really hard to, to just slow it down. And, and, you know, that way they, it's a more collaborative conversation. You know, there's less um, interruption, there's more respect, kind of mutual respect happening. Um, and it allows you to just, you know, brainstorm and, and get to where you need to go, as opposed to you're just doing a lot of talking and, and, and they're tuning out. Because, you know, as you know, we work so much virtually, so we're on the phone, we're multitasking. And if you're not really engaged in the conversation, you're just talking, you're going to lose, lose that, that person that you're trying to relate to. Yeah. About the engagement. Do you like when people ask questions to almost force you into conversations? I feel like... Like you are right now? Right. Yes. Like <laughs> me right now. Just like that. But that's always my go-to is like if there's a quiet person on a call and in my head, I'm like, they're totally shopping on Amazon. But instead of, you know, going about it that way, just... To Absolutely. engage them in a conversation by just opening the door there. You just have to be careful that right. you don't, like, if you know that they're multitasking and right. they're not paying attention and then you ask them a question, put them on the spot. Right. That's not a good thing. Yeah. But no, yes, I mean, you don't general, want to force someone to fall Or it could face. be a good yeah. thing. I it mean, elementary school teachers out there, shout out, looking at you. Well, like, hey, definitely yeah, hey, right here. If Maybe that's my, <laughs> yeah. that's my go-to. If your Depending kids are on shopping person. on Amazon in third grade, it's time to bring them back. Yeah, yes, I agree. Absolutely. It's 2019. That's what they do. Believe it. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, I also think, too, Nancy, you brought up a cool point um, and one I, I hadn't considered as well, which is, yeah, a lot of the work we do is conference call. It's WebEx. It's not face-to-face, -face, and everybody hates being on webcam as much as we try and use it, even with people you're comfortable with. It's it's awkward. Let's just yeah, there. But absolutely. like you said, listening without being able to give a visual cue is another really interesting challenge. So it's uh, kudos to you in many ways for you know knowing you've built influence positively and successfully with people, but having to do that without seeing them. Just, yeah. Just and really as a project manager, you have to do that. You've got all these disparate people on the line and different project teams working all at once. So another trick that's I've just learned is, you know, when you first start on a, a project or a collaboration, you take a few minutes just to talk and just get to know each other. You know, what, what makes that person who they are and what their biggest priorities are, where they live, what, you know, what their kids' names are. And not just because you're giving them lip service, because you really want to get to know them and have a, a vision of who they are and and what they're going to react well to and what's going on in their world, you know, that might impact your day-to-day -day communications with them. Yeah. No, it's, again, kudos to you and the skill that you have. It's something that seems innate, like, oh, get to know somebody before you just dive into business or something. But you either don't always have the time or whatever. So nonetheless, right. it's it's a cool reminder. It's, it's really more of a thought there. I feel like that's something that's also... I don't know, somewhat unique to Versato is that we spend the beginning of all internal phone calls 
just talking to each other. What did you do this weekend? And who's seen any good movies? And, you know, uh, things like that, that sometimes new people think, well, that's a waste of time. Get down to the business, do the agenda, get off the phone. But that's why we have the level of influence that we have with each other is because there's there's that bond there and there's that, you know, you've taken the time to show that you care and know about each other and it that becomes influence. And when we're in that pressure cooker situation, we can lean on each other because we get, we get, you know, what their situation is. We know how to work together. We know we can just dive in when we need to, because we've already established that kind of trust and relationship. So sometimes there is no time for a hello. Right. It's dive right in, but you know, you can trust that person. Right. And then when that person snaps and they, you know, don't have time or they cut you off, then you know that like, all right, it's because it's game time. Yeah. Not because they're or their kids are right. driving them nuts. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> Could be one of one of the two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>